The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, president at Lola Red, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, an article by a friend of Purse Strings, Stacey DeBroff. You may remember her, CEO of Influence Central. She did a little blog post posting on Media Post Marketing Green, uh, highlighting a survey that her company did of a 1,000 highly targeted moms with at least one child under the age of 18 living in the home. And what she wanted to find out were their attitudes on green. Now, we all know people have varying um, definitions of what green means. And so uh, what she did is she asked these 1,000 moms to self-select themselves into three levels of green. And I'm going to go through those with you really quickly. The first is uber green. And as you can imagine, these are the people that say, yeah, I'm all about trying to save the earth. And in fact, they, there's about 47% of those 1,000 moms who self-selected into this group. And they call themselves green moms. They rely on DIY and, and green store-bought cleaning products. Um, they're likely to protect their family and the environment from harsh chemicals. And 87% of these women always try uh, to fit in earth-friendly practices. Then we have the ungreen. Now, these are people who say, you know what, I'm not green at all. And there's 14% of those women out there who said that, you know what, I'm going to buy your conventional, store-bought, heavy-duty cleaning products. I really don't think I know a whole lot about green. I'm not feeling very confident or very much like I bring a lot of expertise in this area. And only 16% try to use earth-friendly um, practices. So these are the opposite of the uber green. And then the rest of us, it looks like 40% fall in the green butt, is the way Stacy called them, the green butt group. And these are people who say, you know, I try to do what I can, but I really do it because I want to protect my family. It's all about trying to make the family healthy and, uh, and their lives healthier. It's really not about protecting the environment. Now, what's interesting, Stacy found, is is that actually people self-identify as green more than they think they do. 91% of consumers who she polled purchased green products because they were concerned about their family's health, and 70% agree that they have some knowledge and expertise on environmentally friendly, friendly products. Um, 72% will actually purchase food based on uh, labels like natural and organic, and even 68% say that they're green moms. So you can see how these numbers are much higher when they're not asked to actually label themselves. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so uh, don't know if you're a green mom or not. We just uh, passed Earth Day, so it's kind of a timely topic, uh, but something to watch. I think green's been around for a really long time. I think we've been a little bit jaded about what green means, and uh, that may be playing a role into our self-selection, our self-definition of where we stack up with green. 
Well, we could always ask our alpha mom about green. That's our purse profile today. This is a Gen Y target. Uh, there's about 1.6 million of these women out there, college grads, married and employed full time, making over 120000 a year. Uh, influential trendsetters they claim to be, these alpha moms. They're first among their friends to try new things, new stores, new products. Um, they consider themselves to be ambitious and motivated and confident and very individualistic. They live in the moment and take advantage of life. And um, they'll switch things up just for the novelty of change. They like to shop those new stores, those new brands, just to try something different. But at the end of the day, they really value quality and they're willing to pay a little bit more for it. So when it comes to where they shop, where are they shopping? Well, they're shopping at Ikea, Williams, Sonoma, Neiman, Marcus, Bloomingdale's, and Nordstrom's. Um, and in media, you can find them reading a eclectic mix of magazines like Better Homes, Time Magazine in Style, um, and Vogue even. And in uh, cable, CNN, I guess is where they're getting their news. E, Bravo, TLC, and HGTV are also hot with these women. Well, my guests today know a ton about women. That's because they're the head of Ginger Consulting. You know them well if you're a regular listener of Purse Strings. Mary Van Note and Beth Perro Jarvis are the founders of that firm. They're based right here in Minneapolis, and they've served names across retail, food, beverage, packaged goods categories, and um, they're very keen um, insiders when it comes to what women want. In fact, um, that's why they're here today. They're bringing the latest insights from that alpha panel on what women want. This is an annual uh, an annual survey that they do. And we've got the latest insights from the women from Ginger when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Creating a website is not an easy task. And there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Welcome back. You may recall my guest today from a number of former Purse Strings appearances, the latest just last January when they were on to talk about their book, Momarchy, or Why Moms Rule the World. I'm talking about Mary Van Note and Beth Perro Jarvis, women behind Ginger Consulting, a Minneapolis-based branding firm that's got tons of great brands behind them, and they're known for many things, including marketing to women, but they are making a return today to talk about the latest insights from their alpha panel on what women want. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Thank Maria. you. We're glad to be here. So happy to have you on each and every time. And your book was such a blast. I loved having you guys on. Gosh, it's been over a year ago now talking about that. And that was so fun. And your alpha panel is always so insightful. Um, in fact, you had just released the results of it just right before Mother's Day, which is inspired timing. Your gift to marketers everywhere, I would imagine. Um, first, tell us a little bit about the alpha panel for listeners who may not be as familiar with them. Who comprises your alpha panel? Uh, well, we, um, this is Mary, by the way, and so as part of our consulting business, it's really important for us to speak to women because, as you say in the beginning of your program, Maria, women buy, women buy everything. So <laughs> they are really important, and we created our own panel of alpha women because we think that researchers out there don't always get to speak to the female decision maker um, in the, at the level that they should. So we have hand-recruited over 350 women in 10 cities nationwide to represent our definition of the alpha woman, which is really that woman in your circle, and that circle could be the C-suite or it could be pick up after soccer, who is the one who always has an opinion. And she's kind of uh, clued into the latest trends and has read everything and knows about the new restaurants or how to get ahead at work or how to get your kid to take a nap, and she's very free with her opinion. So we have 350 of those women that we use for lots of custom studies for our clients and once a year, we do this broad alpha panel survey on what women want so that everybody can see kind of what's on their mind and what's going to happen in the coming year. Right. And you do do it annually, which is so nice. And I'm wondering if you, if you did try to benchmark any repeat questions this time around and also what other information you were really seeking yeah, we, we definitely have a couple um, questions that we ask every year, and those usually have to do with really the economics of her life. So how are you feeling about, you know, our greater national economy and where things are at for you and for your household? And then, you know, where it really hits home personally, like what are you spending money on? What are you not spending money on? Are you trying to save? Are you trying to pay down debt? So those are sort of our benchmark questions that we ask every year. But we always try to add in some interesting new themes that are a bit more topical, hot topics, you might call them. And this year, we drilled into, um, in addition to, you know, what's the ideal Mother's Day gift for 2015, we also got into some other really fun topics, um, diet fads. Which ones does she find interest in? Which ones are just a bunch of bunk that she thinks are a waste of time and what's more irritating? Um, <laughs> we've got an election coming up, a big important presidential election in the next year. So some early thoughts on that, especially as it relates to the fact that we have a female candidate for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also asked this year about the, the big, you know, um, amount of retail offers that are out there that, that are trying to get her in the stores, trying to get her shopping. And, and we really kind of got behind what will and what won't motivate her to shop these days in terms of retail offers. And then 
finally, for some fun, we went into some sort of more interesting areas, one being acceptable vices. You know, we've all got our things that help us get through life, make it a little bit more pleasurable. So we asked women to really consider which vices, everyday vices are acceptable and which cross the line, including topics like Fifty Shades of Grey. So (laughs) we run the gamut from serious, like the economy, all the way to really fun, like Fifty Shades of Grey. I know. It was really a fun, eclectic list. And as you said, from the serious stuff to the the more frothy stuff, but all of it relevant, right? It's all stuff we're talking about, which is the whole point. So let's bring it back to Mother's Day because that's coming right up. And if you haven't gone to get your Mother's Day gift, you may want to pay particular attention to the results of this particular question. Some listeners may be surprised as I was to learn that mom's not looking for additional time with her family or even cute homemade gifts, which I personally prefer. But what is she really wanting instead? Well, this year we asked moms um, what they would want for Mother's Day that perhaps their own mom wouldn't have asked for or wouldn't think was important. And we found that uh, over a third of them, 35%, said they actually wanted a girlfriend trip. They wanted an all-expenses-paid weekend away with the girlfriends. And so this relates to the current, um, as I'm sure you know, the, the sort of cult of the girlfriend that's going on right now for adult women and particularly for moms where they love to like spend time together and get out and kind of not be tied down by the home and the family and the hubby and the kids and kind of just be themselves and have a good time. So that was the main um, thing they wanted was actually not a gift uh, but an experience and not to spend time, you know, at the same old brunch, you know, with the family but actually get out of the house for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. And get out of the house without the family. That's what I really right. appreciated about that is they just want to escape a little bit and, uh, you know, try to get uh, out of the, the usual uh, Mother's Day agenda, right, which is really mm-hmm. great. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you talked about the presidency, and I, you know, this is one of the more serious questions. And as you said, we've got Hillary Clinton putting her name out there. Uh, finally, we have a female candidate. Um there's at least a couple of others who are in the race, all men, of course. Um, so, you know, you the question you ask is if Hillary or maybe some other unnamed female candidate were to win the presidency, you ask what she might do differently. Um, talk a little bit about the answer, if you would. I found it to be kind of a, a sad response. Yeah, we we agree. We, you know, there were certainly a range of answers that they could choose from, but the one that was really ranked number one in the survey, we had more respondents answer this than anything, was that, you know, um, you know, a female president is going to have to overachieve to be considered as good as even the average male president. So, you know, a woman has to overachieve to be considered average. And and that was really sad. I mean, you know, it certainly makes sense in the context of we're still being paid 77 cents on the dollar. Um, you know, women are struggling their way into CEO positions and board positions and, and, and the really higher echelons of leadership. So we're not there yet. And certainly those women that make it to that level, let's, let's look no further than, you know, Yahoo's CEO. I mean, she is just scrutinized week in and week out in a way that you just have to wonder if the same thing would happen to, you know, the same male leader. And they're really relating all of this that they see in society and happening in other parts of leadership right back to the presidency, that it's going to be a tough road to hoe um, for a woman should she bust through. 
Right. Well, and that's assuming that Hillary, or there could always be another female candidate, I suppose, um, actually achieves the presidency, right? So that's right. that's a huge undertaking. And then on top of that, you've actually got to perform for four years, potentially, hopefully more than that. But yeah, you're right. I found it to be sad. I found it to be also really consistent. I think no matter where you are as a woman in leadership, I would just hope that for the presidency, um, we wouldn't have to go there. But um, now let's talk about the complete 180 of that. And that's the Fifty Shades of Grey book, uh, which spawned the movie, which goodness gracious, people went out in droves to see that movie. Um, and you asked the question if women felt that the Fifty Shades of Grey book and I guess the movie set women back at all. Why did you choose to ask this question? And what did you find out from the answer? Well, really, we asked women um, what they thought about Fifty Shades of Grey and the fever that's sweeping the nation in the context of lots of other information, which has become very topical about the sexual assault issues and the yes means yes kind of um, sort of program that's sweeping all the campuses and lots of attention on kind of sexual assault. So we basically said to women, what do you think? And we gave them a range of possible answers that they could answer, you know, everything from like Fifty Shades of Grey is dangerous and I don't espouse it all the way to, yeah, right on, you know, I want this kind of entertainment. And we found that really um, most women did not have a problem with Fifty Shades of Grey. 68% were fine with it. It didn't mean that they loved it, um, but they said things like it's a harmless fantasy, it's not real, it's, um, it's the sexuality might not be for everyone, but it's an acceptable way to enjoy sex. You know, 6% said, yeah, you know, right on. It's about time this kind of entertainment was developed for women in mind. And 32% had some sort of issue with it, so slightly less than a third. And those really fell into two camps. About half of the third felt that it was sort of offensive, Fifty Shades of Grey, but that's all. And the other half actually felt that it was disturbing, you know, and harmful to society. So I think they make a, women in general are making a big distinction between more serious issues like sexual assault and what they see as kind of just entertainment, which mm-hmm. isn't real. Mm-hmm. Or one could say there's some gray areas with that question, right? Yeah, For sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and speaking of vices, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned at the top of the show, that you ask women what they were willing to indulge in and because they consider it acceptable. And then what kind of made their no-no list, the very unacceptable list when it came to vices? What did you find out? Well, this was really a fun, a little fun question that we threw at them. And we had lots of stuff on this list. I mean, lots and lots of choices. But the, the strongest no's, the ones where everyone really kind of came down hard saying this is not okay, was um, gossip which we find interesting when you think about um, how, you know, um, how everybody just loves, you know, People Magazine and TMZ and, you know, Andy <laughs> Collins Clubhouse and all of that. We apparently when it's, when it's, when it cuts home and it's a little more personal and it's me talking about my next door neighbor, it's probably not a good idea. So they were down on gossip. That was an unacceptable advice. As was, um, you know, 59% of women said they avoided porn. Interesting in light of, you know, 50 shades mm-hmm. um, being considered, you know, perfectly acceptable. So apparently that's, that's not quite porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one that was kind of interesting was laying in the sun. That was definitely a no-no. So don't want to lay in the sun. Um, and these were contrasted with some of the vices that they think are perfectly okay. 
Yes, perfectly okay. And some of those were wine and chocolate, right? Oh, you got it. Dessert, <laughs> sweets, indulgent foods. They're like, you know what? You can have all of that in moderation and be just fine. Um, the daily cocktail or the daily glass of wine was seen as just fine, as was, you know, good old-fashioned retail therapy, you know, uh, getting out there and spending some money. <laughs> and that's good for us all when people do that. It is, we right. really, really, really appreciate that. I am a supporter of all of those vices, as a matter of fact. Um, well, and wine and chocolate are, have good health benefits. So, you know, a, a plus plus for all of that. And health and wellness is always a hot topic for women, um, not only for themselves, as we know, because she's also, you know, the chief, the chief doctor for her entire family. But there's been a ton of focus around kind of, I don't want to call them fads. I don't know that they're necessarily fads, but there's certainly been some health themes, if you will. Gluten-free is one of them. Um, you know, there's a different, there's a variety of different kinds of diets that are kind of spinning their way. Um, you know, you ask these women about these quote unquote fads, if you will, for the lack of a better word. Uh, what were their responses? Well, we asked this question because it just seemed to us that there was a lot of emphasis on diet trends in the popular culture today, and it's just become something that's very public. I'm gluten-free, I'm sugar-free, I'm paleo, I'm caveman, I'm vegan, vegetarian, ovo-lacto, something, something, something. And it just there's just juicing, all that stuff is really out there. So we asked people what their opinions was uh, were about this, and uh, about two-thirds of the women are kind of down on it. They basically say, 64% say, count me out. They think that these sort of things are a fad. It's not even worth it getting behind it. Um, a lot of them have no interest in it. And then um, our, you know, the funniest response for us, because I have to say we kind of agree, is those people are annoying. And <laughs> all their little issues with their gluten-free and their this-free and their that-free make it absolutely impossible to plan a dinner party, and it's tedious to hear about it all the day long. So, you know, keep your, keep your dad, your, your fads and your diets to yourself, but don't ruin my dinner party when I'm just trying to plan a nice meal. Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible to have a dinner party. You have to consider everything. You, if you almost have to ask people in advance uh, and you're afraid to do it. You're afraid to ask them in advance if they have any uh, aversions or allergies or if they're, you know, it, because invariably there's always going to be a, a several coming back. So, you know, what do you do about that? You know, well, I mean, you know, how do you work around we it? did say we were very clear to point out that if anybody follows any of these um, particular diets, not for medical reasons, if yes. they're not for medical reasons, then people get kind of annoyed. But um, I think that it's safe to say that if you, um, you know, if you can't have cheese because you, you know, can't digest it or if you have a peanut allergy or something like that or you truly have celiac disease, I think people will be, um, you know, more than averagely helpful and gracious about the whole thing. It's just those people who are kind of doing it secretly because they want to, you know, shave off some pounds or, or just feel better than everybody else. Right. So, that's so let's put everybody else about. out because I just, I'm feeling a little snobbish about my gluten today or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really irritating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned retail therapy and I want to, that's what we're going to tackle when we come back from our break. When So everybody stick around. Mary and Beth will come back. We're going to talk about shopping and what the alpha panel had to say about what gets them in the door these days to shop. Stick around. Purse Strings returns in just a minute. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. 
Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. The Web Marketing Association presents Great Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W. discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 29th, 2015. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. I'm speaking today with Mary Van Note and Beth Pero Jarvis of Ginger Consulting, a Minneapolis-based branding firm. And we've been talking about the latest insights from their alpha panel on a slew of timely topics like what women want for Mother's Day and what we expect from our first female presidents, if we're, if we're lucky enough to get one, everything from Fifty Shades of Grey to vices and what's an acceptable vice and some health and wellness topics as well. And that leads us to one of our favorite topics here on Purse Strings, which is, of course, shopping. And uh, the Ginger Alpha panel, as we established early on, is a group of really savvy women who know a good deal from a better deal. And in fact, you found out that not just any old offer will get them to open her purse strings. So what's the most tantalizing offer for this particular woman and what's really become kind of a showstopper for her? Well, we found that the number one thing that would get her through the door was something pretty big and punchy and that was 50% off a single item. So it doesn't even have to be the entire purchase, but there's something about getting it half price. 
that's really, really compelling. So even if she can come in and pick out one item and get it for half off, that's going to drive her through the door. Um, followed uh, That was followed on the heels by 40% off, but that had to be the entire purchase. And when you wow. think about it, that's really what retailers have trained us to do. We are all getting emails every single day from you know, Banana Republic and The Gap and Old Navy and, um, and just a countless other retail outlets that are offering us some pretty big incentives to come in. And, and in that sense, they've retrained us. You know, they have, re, they have all retrained us to believe that, you know, 20% off is the new full price. So, um, you know, that's not a compelling enough reason to kind of really jump outside of my things to do today and get to the store. I need something bigger. Yeah, 40% off the entire purchase. Yeah, I'd like to have that too every time I go to the store, but it's just not possible. I mean, but at the same time, I will not buy anything full price. And no, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think consumers now just feel like if they're paying full price, unless there's some exceptional reason, you know, you're in a really small neighborhood boutique or something like that where the assortment is made up of really hard to find brands you're not going to find anywhere else or, you know, very strictly local design or something like that. There has to be a really big reason for you to pay full price. Um, otherwise you, you literally like a consumer feel like you're being dumb, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you're not being smart and savvy about the whole thing because surely you can get it for a markdown someplace. Exactly. And if you, and if you didn't get it in the mail, right, the first thing I right. do is go on my phone. I mean, I'm yeah, standing every- there in line looking for the deal in, in the aisle. Cause I'm like, there's no way I'm walking out of here without getting a deal. Right. No, we all go on to Retail Me Not and Coupon Cabin and all whatever your favorite place is just to see, you know, before I check out at Bed Bath & Beyond, <laughs> I exactly. for this blanket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, by gosh, I'm going to download a coupon and see if I can get by. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. that, that's really insightful, though, the 40% off an entire purchase. And I would agree with the 50% off as a single item. That's a, that's a pretty great deal. And frankly, you go to the clearance racks today and they're, they're already marked down that low. So I think they've retrained us there too, is you can go to the clearance racks and get a really, really great deal, you know, 75% off even. Um, It's really true. And and at the same time, they also told us what's not going to get them through the door. You know, there's all these different tactics that retailers employ to get us to come, but things like, you know, a vague promise like best sale of the season or up to 70% off. Those kinds of things. It's like, you know what, there might be one item in the whole store that's 75% off. I'm certainly not going to bother to hunt and peck to find the one thing that's marked down that much, Um, you know, or a bounce back to come in next time. You know, I want I want the deal now. I don't want to get my, my bargain, you know, six weeks from now. Exactly. That is so irritating. They lure you in and then there's nothing you'd want to buy there. I've that's experienced that over and over again. And uh, yeah, over time, you kind of get hip and savvy to that. Um, you know, you had some really, I thought, a few surprises in there with some of the responses, at least from my point of view. But you guys are the experts. You do this alpha panel every year. What was the biggest surprise this year, in your opinion? Well, I think that the biggest surprise had to do with the response to the presidential, the the female president. And, you know, we know these alpha women, and I think um, part of the reason why they're kind of ahead of the curve and go-getters is that they generally have a positive outlook on life. They're not complainers, and they they don't whine about things. And, And we gave them a lot of possible positive answers, you know, that if we have a female president, 
She will inspire people. She'll be a force for women's issues. She'll champion the rights of the underserved. And, and um, the highest response we got was kind of a sort of a downer. You know, she will have to overachieve to be considered as good as the average male president. And I guess you would say that's realistic. And the alpha panelists certainly are very clear-eyed about the world. But, um, you know, it just takes you back and reminds you um, that even though these women are alphas, there's, we still have a long way to go. I know. I know. Really, really sad response. I, sad, but you're right. Totally realistic. And we see it around ourselves every single day. So, um, you know, you take these insights and you um, you do good with it, right? You you have a slew of great brands that you work with. So what are you feel are some of the biggest implications for marketers out of this particular survey? Well, we did find out that um, the survey showed that we're continuing that trend about women feeling better about the economy and better about their own personal financial situation and outlook. So in that sense, the purse strings have loosened up a little bit and, and women are feeling more confident and more comfortable spending more money. So that's terrific news for marketers everywhere and certainly for retailers. But it does come with a big but, and that is that all of these years of sort of entrenchment means she's been retrained emotionally, just what we were talking about, and she's very deal-oriented. She's very sale-motivated, so I don't want to buy full price. I want to feel like I'm just getting some sort of an extraordinary value, and that's really tricky. You know, the retailers mm-hmm. out there, marketers out there don't want to always sell in, at an undercut price, and yeah. yet women have have been trained and, and believe that if they're a savvy shopper, they won't pay full price. So I think retailers and, and marketers have to figure out how do they express that that this is a terrific value. And that might mean, you know, there's something there's something more beneficial than just um, a price cut going on. It's we're gonna offer you a better experience. We're gonna offer you something exclusive. You know, you think about that Lily Pulitzer um, oh, yeah, the target. Thing where, mm-hmm. you know, that was a scarcity thing. So meaning there was only so much product and of course you were going to pay full price. It was a good value. It was target, but it wasn't going to be marked down. It was going to be full price because it was going to be sold out. So right. they have to really get more creative about what they do to get people through the door. Yes, we have to all work harder, don't we, to, to we land do. that consumer. <laughs> our, our work's cut out for ourselves. So before we wrap it up, I want to know what, what else are you guys up to these days that you want to share? Well, we are in the final stages of our next book. Yay! It's very exciting, <laughs> and it's on a completely different topic. We're talking about brainstorming this time because oh. we are in the new ideas business, and we believe that everybody needs more new ideas if, if you're a CEO of a big company or if you have to be working at you know, running the PTA or trying to figure out what your um, curtain should look like. Everybody needs a good brainstorming session. So we have over 100 ideas of different brainstorming techniques you can use um, from the easy to the more advanced and lots of advice on how to run your best brainstorming session. I love it. I love it. So do you have an anticipated published date on that yet? Well, I don't know. What do you think, Beth? It should come out um, this year. I hope by the end of this year, yeah, mm-hmm. we're in but in that fancy publishing world, world, I think we call it the galley <laughs> stage where we're doing those round, the rounds of countless editing and oh, proofing yes. and all that good stuff. So. The, fun, mm-hmm. the fun phase, right? Yes. The fun phase. <laughs> You're getting it just perfect for the marketplace. Well, congratulations on the brainstorming book, and I, I anticipate seeing that when it comes out. We'll have to have you back 
after it gets out and about and you start to share some of your insights on brainstorming. We can all use it, as you said. We all need good ideas. That's a, we're all in the pursuit of the great idea, right? So absolutely, uh, very much look forward to that. Well, thank you guys so much for being back on the show. Really great insights from the Alpha panel. Just in time for Mother's Day, for those of you who want that perfect gift for your mom, remember she needs a girlfriend getaway. Um, so uh, ladies, thanks so much and, and best of luck uh, with everything you've got going on. Thank yeah, you. Thank you, Maria. And thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of First Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.